Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Nate Abarea. Get at me on Twitter at NateWST at World Soccer Talk to get a hold of all of us at Sports Byline USA for updates on this show and the rest of the fine programs underneath that Sports Byline umbrella. Kevin Brown of the Soccer Gods and Fusion is going to be joining us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, talking all about the latest with MLS Miami, delving into Florida soccer culture. And one of the most important things within Florida soccer culture that I think a lot of people overlook is Miami sports culture. And what many people label, and these are people from Miami who've lived in Miami for 20, 30-odd years, sometimes even more, who've been on this show, who talk about the often feeble mindset with Miami sports fans and how is David Beckham how are people other other folks uh, in and around this MLS Miami project how are they going to tackle that issue of you know going through the same pains that the Marlins the Dolphins and the Heat have gone through for oh so long and remember that team called the Miami Fusion we're going to talk about American soccer atmosphere an interesting article Coming out from our good friends at Howler today and actually a letter sent from a uh, displeased fan after the USA Costa Rica match at Red Bull Arena and some xenophobia within the American Outlaws section. The American Outlaws coming back saying, well, there actually wasn't an official American Outlaws section at that game. So it's an interesting conversation. Again, uh, the article was relating to uh, Trump-like xenophobia. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, the culture in and around Major League Soccer. Got to talk a little bit about Jurgen Klopp. The debut, finally, the man who's being compared to Bill Shankly already. He's already one of the greatest managers in Liverpool Football Club history. Hasn't even managed a single game. That will finally change tomorrow as Liverpool head to White Hart Lane. So we'll talk a little bit about Jurgen Klopp before the show is over today. And what I'm really looking forward to with Kevin, as promised, top five lists. Got a few fantastic top five lists for you. We're going to go with our top five favorite U.S. men's national team players, top five favorite sports movies, top top five favorite MCs, and top five favorite broadcasters in radio or television history cannot wait for this kevin brown with us on the other side of this break stay tuned see the world's best 
best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Hey, I have rhythm. I love to dance, and I've been told that I dance pretty well. But I'm also totally blind, which means that sometimes my circadian rhythms can get totally out of step with the world around me. Circadian rhythms are regulated by our internal master body clock. But because I can't perceive light, my body clock simply doesn't know what time it is. This can have me wide awake in the middle of the night and fighting to stay awake during the day. That can affect relationships and make it difficult to be productive at work. And it can make every day a real challenge. It's not my imagination. It's called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind. So if you're like me, you're not alone, and there is hope. Call 855-856-2424 today, or visit learnmorenon24.com to find out more about Non-24. Because learning more about Non-24 is the first step to getting your rhythm back. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Hey, so you saw the premiere of Undateable Live Friday, right? Oh, yeah, man. I was part of the show. I even tweeted the cast during the show. Wow, really? Yes, you can literally connect with the cast during Undateable Live on social media. That's like, you so know, like cool. Twitter or Instagram, you mm-hmm. know? So it's unlike any TV experience ever. I mean, this show isn't just live. It's a lot. It's amazing. Then it's the premiere of a new comedy, Truth Be Told, uh, starring Mark Paul Gossler and Tone Bell. Man, it looks laugh out loud funny. Tonight on NBC. Woo, it's going to be good. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Pretty good. Pretty dang good, lad! World Soccer Talk Radio, back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abareya. Get at me at NateWST on Twitter, at World Soccer Talk, to get a hold of all of us. And if you're a fan of of the Twitter sphere, if you're active in, in that wild Twitter universe, you might know this man from his work with Fusion, as well as the soccer gods. He is the uh, uh, maker of soccer content for people that like brown liquor. Kevin Brown, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. <laughs> I'm doing all right, Nate. 
So uh, be, be, before we go any further, there's so much uh, stuff I want to talk with you about. And, and you're you're close to the MLS Miami Pulse. And we'll talk about Florida soccer culture as I uh, tease there in the opening. And I cannot wait to get to our top five lists uh, a little bit later in the show. But before that's we go a, any further, tell the folks who, who might not be familiar with the soccer gods what, what you guys are all about and what you guys are trying to, to bring to the game. What makes you guys unique? Um, I guess the simplest way to explain it is SoccerGods.com. We're a website in uh, inside the Fusion Network, Fusions and ABC Univision Joint Venture. Uh, soccer Gods, what we want to do is basically it's an outlet for those of us who think that mainstream soccer coverage is really stale, really boring. Um, our MO is kind of like to break away from the game reports and stats and metrics and blah, 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 blah. Like our main concern is kind of cultural stuff. You know, soccer is kind of a rare thing where it's a a seven-day-a-week fandom experience. It's not just like the NFL or something like that where on Sundays you get all riled up about it and then the next day you kind of move on. So we like to talk about other things, you know, support our culture, politics, social issues, just comedy, music, art, fashion, like how all of those things uh, kind of intersect but through a lens of soccer. Basically, we try to cover as much soccer as possible without ever actually talking about soccer, if that makes sense. Well, there's an interesting article that you shared, actually, from uh, our, our friends from Howler Magazine uh, that was published uh, today. And it was relating to something from a, a letter that was sent, I believe, a letter sent to the American Outlaws uh, by an outraged fan who was at the uh, Costa Rica USA match the other night and the article was all about a Trump like xenophobia found at the uh, USA Costa Rica game. What did you think of that article? I'm curious to, to talk to you about a few different aspects of this thing. Well, a couple of things. Uh, it seems like um, it's, it's whatever the opposite of Christmas is, that's what the week before and after any USA Mexico game is like. It's, if if you're just if you're anywhere on the internet or anywhere around American soccer, the mood is sour. It's a great cloud over the game, over the country, over the sport. It's miserable, and in a weird, sick kind of way, I enjoy it because it's like it's, it's like a soul cleansing purge. There's a lot of nonsense. There's a there's a layer of BS that just kind of coats U.S. soccer and the conversations that we have around it, and. A lot of people rightfully take USA versus Mexico as their opportunity to kind of voice things that they've been upset about uh, for the rest of the calendar year. But specifically with that article, I'm glad that if American Outlaws is standing by their claim that they want to clean up the way a lot of people behave in their section, whether or not you want to specifically blame American Outlaws for the culture that's kind of been fostered within their section, that's another conversation. But the letter that that fan wrote is exactly what American outlaws needed. Those things need to happen in public. Those conversations about racist conversation and racist chants and songs, all of that needs to happen in public if any of it is ever going to go away. But the biggest takeaway for me from that article was people's reaction to it. That was one woman telling her very specific story about one game and yet there was a huge rush of people to come out and say, no, that's not us. That's not how this happens. That couldn't possibly be true. When it is, it is true. It's happened. It happens. I've seen it. I've heard stories from more than enough people. I've witnessed it myself. And I, don't know, I guess it goes to like this larger issue of the myth of the liberalism of the American soccer fan. 
Well, uh, the, the the liberalism of the American soccer fan. What was that? What was that great song by Phil Oaks back, way back when? The "Love Me, I'm a Liberal." There's a great great line in this that I always I, I thought about this when I was hearing some of your guys' podcasts relating to the uh, the refugees welcome banner. And I know this was up in in Toronto, but it's still Major League Soccer related, and it ties back to this conversation because you know what, what's the great line in there? Ten feet to the left of center in good times. Ten feet to the right if it affects them personally. And, and there's so many, so many different ways that, that that can relate to, to the American outlaws or to American soccer culture and standing up for what's right and trying to stamp out homophobia and, and xenophobia from, from their, their sections or from their chants, whatever it may be. But then we also get this other end of it, Kevin, where we talk about wanting to add culture and, and add ferocity and, and fire to, to support in American soccer. There's got to be some middle ground, right? Somewhere between being just a completely vanilla, cultureless wuss and being a, a racist asshole. There's got to be somewhere in the middle there, right? right? There's so much. It's more than middle ground. There's like the Grand Canyon between having edge and having bite and having some fire and telling somebody to go mow your lawn. You know what I mean? There's nothing. That's not even. It's not even clever. Like there's nothing. There's nothing clever about it. There's nothing slick about it. There's nothing. It, it, it's it's completely pointless. It doesn't do anything. Now, Kevin, I was at the other night on on Tuesday. I attended the uh, Copa Delta at the StubHub Center here in in Los Angeles. A great great time, and I I hung out in both of the rabid supporter sections uh, behind the goal at the StubHub Center. It was a game between El Salvador and Guatemala, and I just want to throw this out there that. If that lady who wrote that letter that, that was published in Howler was with me at that game and ventured into those sections that we were in, what do you think she would have said uh, about some of the things that were being said between El Salvador and Guatemala? Because I can just tell you, Kevin, that there's maybe three or four things that I heard over the course of 90 minutes that I'm able to repeat on this show. It was it was 90 minutes of, of utter foul mouth passion filled with racism, homophobia, and xenophobia in every way. What does that say about the, the way we kind of view ourselves and how our soccer neighbors uh, and, and fans uh, conduct themselves in, in Latin America as well? Well, I mean, I think uh, it makes me think two things. One, the but it happens everywhere else is maybe the biggest nonsense excuse for terrible behavior that anybody can offer up, right? Like, who cares? Like, or, or American soccer fans that do terrible things, they'll point to, well, we could be Eastern Europe, or look at how England was in the 80s. Who cares? How is that relevant to right now, 2015, United States? Why are you trying so hard to aspire to be something that you know is terrible? Which makes me think of the second point being, uh, like a lot of the bad behavior that happens in MLS and U.S. supporter sections, to me, seems like the result of younger guys playing dress-up. It's cosplay. <laughs> it's cosplay. Like, rather than being a fan and supporting something the way you want and saying what you actually think, feel, believe, and actually having fun, and I'm not saying you have to sing positive things and hold hands. I'm an awful person with a terrible sense of humor, right? So I'm fine with that. I get that. But there's an obvious line, and I think a lot of people say a lot of the terrible things they do because a lot of supporters' culture in this country comes with a list of sort of supposed to things, things that make you authentic. And unfortunately for too many people, 
being an ass is part of that costume of authenticity. Kevin Brown of the Soccer Gods here with us on World Soccer Talk Radio. And just so you know out there, as far as what I referenced there with the, with the El Salvador-Guatemala game, definitely just trying to play devil's advocate there for a second and just make you think about what's going on very close to us. And this is a game on American soil in a, in a stadium that's going to be hosting an MLS match in, in two days' time. That is not to defend anything or, or uh, entice, entice or encourage uh, any sort of behavior like that. It's just important to think about that and be a citizen of your region of the world and have as much of a worldly perspective as possible. Kevin Brown and yours truly, Nate Avarea, back with you after this right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Talking MLS Miami and Florida soccer culture. Stay tuned. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Hey, I have rhythm. I love to dance, and I've been told that I dance pretty well. But I'm also totally blind, which means that sometimes my circadian rhythms can get totally out of step with the world around me. Circadian rhythms are regulated by our internal master body clock. But because I can't perceive light, my body clock simply doesn't know what time it is. This can have me wide awake in the middle of the night and fighting to stay awake during the day. That can affect relationships and make it difficult to be productive at work. And it can make every day a real challenge. It's not my imagination. It's called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind. So if you're like me, you're not alone, and there is hope. Call 855-856-2424 today, or visit learnmorenon24.com to find out more about Non-24. Because learning more about Non24 is the first step to getting your rhythm back. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Hey, so you saw the premiere of Undateable Live Friday, right? Oh, yeah, man. I was part of the show. I even tweeted the cast during the show. Wow, really? Yes, you can literally connect with the cast during Undateable Live on social media. That's like, you so know, like cool. Twitter or Instagram, you mm-hmm. know? So it's unlike any TV experience ever. I mean, this show isn't just live, it's alive. It's amazing. Then it's the premiere of a new comedy, Truth Be Told, uh, starring Mark Paul Gossler and Tone Bell. Man, it looks laugh out loud funny. Tonight on NBC. Woo, it's going to be good. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. 
live soccer, and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again! Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea, joined by Kevin Brown of the Soccer Gods. Kevin, you are much closer to the pulse of this future MLS Miami or this current MLS Miami project. Oh, everybody in American soccer loves that word. The project that is MLS Miami. Before we delve deep into this thing, what's the latest that you know? There, there's weeks that'll go by with no news and then a couple of days will happen and, and there's big news and big developments. What's the latest that you're hearing about the future of MLS Miami? Uh, first of all, I want to say shout out to your producer or whoever's in charge of your music for playing Street Life as the intro music to this segment. That's the jam. Um, but the latest news that I've seen now, uh, I don't know if people know or not, but Beckham is trying to now put his stadium, the site he's kind of decided on him and county government, city government, is next to where the Marlins, the awful, awful Marlins, one of the most disgraceful sports franchises in America, went right next to Marlins Park like the tax boondoggle that that was, where they play baseball in the little Havana neighborhood. There's still some empty space there because that the site of Marlins Park used to be where the Orange Bowl was, where the Miami Hurricanes and the Miami Dolphins played. Like the stadium that, they, that was there from like 1937 until about, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, there's still some fights going on with the owner of the Marlins. I think, what is his name? Jeffrey Loria? Because of the deal that he signed with the city, he has he's almost the king of that space where he can make up rules for how Beckham is or is not allowed to build, like to the most ridiculous minutiae to how he's allowed to install lights, to what sort of sponsor he's allowed to choose to name the stadium and everything. So that's been a real holdup. But the latest sort of trick that I saw this week is I guess the city government is going to try to declare. Uh, the neighborhood, Little Havana, tried to declare it a blighted neighborhood, as horrible as that sounds, and as much as that sends off the, like, the gentrification red flags, to flag Little Havana as a blighted neighborhood so they can somehow get funding from the state involved with the stadium. And just going by the little bit of Miami local politics history that I know, that seems like a terrible mistake to even begin to think about asking the people of Miami or the people of the state of Florida to even think that it's a good idea to ask them for a dime for a private sports area. Because yeah, Kevin, I, 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 hear what you're, horrible. I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I'm, I'm sitting here myself going, hey, this all sounds really clean. Yeah, this just sounds like a, a clean deal in the making, right? Well, it was until they started thinking about this blighted neighborhood deal and to get public funding, because until now, everything that I had heard or read was, just Beckham and his team saying to City of Miami, "Listen, we've got three to five hundred million dollars sitting here. Just point to a spot on the map that we want and let us have it, and leave us alone." But I guess in dealing with Loria, there's been hiccups, and now the city is trying to find loopholes where they can 
make it happen. And they're starting to do that nonsense that every city government does when they want a new stadium. They're starting to make promises to people in the local area about, you know, economic growth and blah, 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 blah. That'll happen if they build a stadium when everybody, particularly people in Little Havana, they know that that's nonsense. No community has ever had a financial benefit from paying for a stadium. It just doesn't happen. It's not a real thing. Kevin, do you think David Beckham just partied on South Beach a bunch and enjoyed, you know, lavish vacations and, and extended stays in Miami and then therefore thought that, oh, I, I understand this place. I, I, I know it like the back of my own hand. I can, I can do Miami. I can make this work in Miami. It may have overlooked, oh, you know, things like Miami political culture or, as we talked about earlier in the show, Miami sports culture and, and the difficulties that the Heat Marlins and Dolphins have all faced and oh yeah that team way back when known as the Miami Fusion faced and and the difficulties of of Miami sports culture and and making a a sports team work did did Beckham simply overlook politics and and local sports culture you know I don't want to say that David Beckham is that stupid But you can look. But you can, look, you can come. You can you can come to Miami, and the weird part about Miami is that every stereotype you have of Miami, like it's ninety percent chance that it's true. Like everything you see about Miami on like TV or in a movie or whatever dramatized form of Miami you've seen, like it's real. So I guess if Beckham shows up here, he's not thinking about the fact that this is an actual real town with the actual like municipal government. Maybe he just went down to the club live on Wednesday and thought he could build himself a soccer team. They're not working out that way for him. Well, that's what it seems like. And again, I don't want to think that David Beckham is that stupid. I don't think that David Beckham is that stupid. Or not just let's not just point it at him. There's people around him that are, are helping out and feeding thoughts into this whole process. And, oh, yeah, feeding money into this whole process. And I don't think that any of them are, are, are that stupid and naive to overlook things like, how Miami politics work and and how the Miami sports culture works, uh, but we can't help but raise an eyebrow or two here as we're seeing these speed bumps just now being hit after this has been going on for so long, and and it transitions into the next thing I want to talk with you about, and that is just straight up soccer culture in in Miami and even even the state of Florida as a whole and and we go back to to the Miami fusion and and the failures of of the Tampa Bay mutiny and MLS in Florida in the early days and yet we we hear stories back in the day of just incredible Florida soccer passion and and that it it does exist down there and we've seen what's happening with uh, with Orlando and and Florida's reentrance into major league soccer through Orlando City what do you how would you sum up Florida soccer and maybe boiling it back down to to Miami and and just the culture of the game down there? It's one that's very complex, it seems. Well, I can't really speak to places like Tampa and Orlando because that's like no man's land. Like if you're in Dade County, Tampa, Orlando may as well be Mars, right? But here in Miami, because I'm from New Jersey, and the Miami soccer scene reminds me a lot of New York City where soccer is incredibly popular, right? There's any number of places you can go and and be at a packed bar for the Premier League, for La Liga especially, for Colombian League games, for Venezuelan League games, the places that have like crazy cable packages. You can see whatever you want from South America and Europe. So with that, or with the ethnic break, uh, ethnic breakdown in the city, people make a lot of assumptions like, no, 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 no. 
city of Miami has a lot of Colombian citizens, a lot of Venezuelans, a lot of South Americans. Therefore, me putting an American soccer team here in Miami would be great. But it's a lot like the difficulties that the Rebels and what they'll have once the new car smell wears off in NYCFC, where, yeah, the city loves soccer, but that doesn't mean they love MLS. They came to the city and already had a favorite club from somewhere else. And there's too much to do in Miami, same like in New York, where people are not going to spend time and money on something that they already go into thinking that it's inferior. If you are, most people already have in their head that MLS is a substandard product, that American soccer is not what they want to see. They're not going to spend the time and money on it, especially when you already love something else, something that your family has loved for generations. You don't really care about Miami soccer unless they bring in Ronaldo and he's still halfway decent in like 2017 or something like that. It's, it's, it's too cosmopolitan of a city. For, for, for there to be a real impact on the local team. And a lot of the folks here that would care about American soccer, like Miami is also, not only is it an international city, but it's transient. People aren't here 12 months out of the year, or they're not from Miami, or they're not going to be here for a very long time. It's, there's a lot of sports fans here that don't really have like, long-term roots in the city. That's why like, when the Jets come to town to play the Dolphins, the Dolphins are playing a road game when the Jets are in town or when the Patriots are in town or the Buffalo Bills are in town. And I think in a lot of ways it would be they, uh, Miami, Beckham, FC, whatever they end up calling that thing, they'll suffer a lot of the same problems. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and we've talked about this with Phil Shane on this show uh, a number of times and talking about how that's something that a lot of people overlooked and a lot of the success of take, a, take an Orlando City or, or you look at even things in, in the NBA over, over the last few years and, and the success of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the concept of going into cities where not only is there a level of local pride, but you're the only show in town. And you look at what's gone on with with these teams in the Pacific Northwest. That's been one of the keys to success for the Seattle Sounders. They came in right when the the, the transition to Major League Soccer. Obviously, the Sounders have a a storied tradition in Seattle. They came in right as as the Sonics left town and and broke everybody's hearts. And then, well, you know, we lost our basketball team. Hey, we gained this new cool thing, the Portland Timbers. You look at, uh, again, the the OKC Thunder, I point out as an example of this all the time of, of how beautiful it is and how much power you have when you're the only show in town. And as Kevin quite rightly put it there, Miami Beckham United FC will not only not be <laughs> the only show in town, they'll be down maybe in, in, in the second page of, of listings as far as things to do in Miami. Take advantage of these local markets. Look at these grassroots movements that are going around this, on around this country. And that's not to say that that can't happen in Major League Soccer. Again, look at what's going on with Orlando. Look at the Pacific Northwest situations. There's a few others that we could name. Kevin Brown of the Soccer Gods is with us here on World Soccer Talk Radio alongside yours truly, Nate Abarea. Tweet us your take on this conversation at World Soccer Talk and get at me at Nate WST. Top five list time. This is going to be fun on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. World Soccer Talk Radio.
iHeartRadio loves music. So let's count the ways. Over 20 million songs from 800,000 artists. All free. And like Pandora, you can create your own custom station from any of those 800,000 artists. Just tell us an artist or even a song that you like, and we'll build a custom playlist for you. Add to that thousands of the best live radio stations, and you'll never have to worry about finding the perfect song for your commute, mood, or party. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download our iHeartRadio app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. It's the Yellow Tag Event, and now is the time to find your ultimate adventure. Whether you're hitting the trails with a Can-Am ATV or side-by-side, the open road on a Can-Am Spider, or carving snow on a Ski-Doo snowmobile, you can turn up the excitement for any season with our industry-leading performance and technology. Hurry into your local dealer by October 31st and save up to $3,000 on select 2015 models and get up to a three-year warranty. Restrictions may apply. See your dealer for details. For safety and training info, contact the ATV Safety Institute. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-414-1051. That's 1-800-414-1051. 1-800-414-1051. Call now. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. Hey, so you saw the premiere of Undateable Live Friday, right? Oh, yeah, man. I was part of the show. I even tweeted the cast during the show. Wow, really? Yes, you can literally connect with the cast during Undateable Live on social media. That's like, you so know, like cool. Twitter or Instagram, you mm-hmm. know? So it's unlike any TV experience ever. I mean, this show isn't just live. It's a lot. It's amazing. Then it's the premiere of a new comedy, Truth Be Told, uh, starring Mark Paul Gossler and Tone Bell. Man, it looks laugh out loud funny. Tonight on NBC. Woo, it's going to be good. 40,000 Liverpool fans inside here hold their breath. Hundreds of thousands hold their breath on Merseyside. It's Xabi Alonso for three, three, it's safe! And Alonso follows it in! It's wonderful! You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. This might be the funkiest episode of, of World Soccer Talk Radio that we have ever had. Nate Abarea back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Scott Cuddy ripping it up back in the studio in the great city by the bay, San Francisco. And way down in FLA, Kevin Brown is with us here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. Kevin Brown of the Soccer Gods. Hey, 
Before we get to these uh, top five lists that I've been real excited about for the last few hours, prepping these things up and, and getting these things ready to go, I forgot to share this in the opening of the show, my favorite uh, quote on Twitter today. And, and who knows? I think back to you know when, when I was a child, there was that game that you played called Telephone where you know six kids would, would be on the schoolyard and you'd start with a message and then you know, you'd whisper it to each other. And by the sixth person, it would get to a completely different message. I think with, with what we have with the Twitter sphere and just modern social media, it, it takes the game a telephone and it multiplies it by about you know, 10 million. Who knows what the original quote was or what the person actually meant. But with all that being said... Steven Gerrard coming out today and saying Joe Cole, who was just uh, sent out on loan from Villa down to uh, Coventry City, who are currently in League One, the Sky Blues, trying to make their way uh, back up the uh, the tables in England and, uh, who knows, someday maybe get back to the Premier League. I miss Coventry City. Some great Coventry teams from back in the day with Robbie Keane and Gary McAllister and a host of others. But Steven Gerrard saying that Joe Cole, who was just loaned out to Coventry City, is, get this, Better than Messi. Joe Cole, better <laughs> than Messi. Kevin Brown, what do you make of the statement that Joe Cole, either yesterday, 10 years ago, or today, better than Lionel Messi? Wait, an important thing you didn't point out. He said better than Messi, but not at what? <laughs> better tap dancer than Lionel Messi. Yeah, been talking about like golf. Maybe he's like a really good cook. There's, a lot of, there's a, probably a lot of things that Joe Cole is better than Lionel Messi at. Probably colors in the lines like a lot better than Lionel Messi. I don't know. Like what do you think? Comic book collection. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking now what, what Joe Cole would cook because he seems like a, a, a Pop-Tart and glass of milk kind of guy. If, I don't know if you ever heard an interview with Joe Cole, but I don't know, I don't know if he'd be too much of a, uh, a culinary inclined human being. Well, personally, I was shocked to find out today that Joe Cole was still playing professional soccer. That blew my mind. I think me and millions of other people woke up to a very different world today when we found out that Joe Cole was still playing soccer. And, like, for money. Like, not just playing. Somebody was actually giving him money to play soccer in 2015. That was amazing. Makes me believe that at 33, maybe I still have a chance to get my life together and make it to the Premier League. So thank you, Joe Cole, for your hope and inspiration. The inspiration from from Joe Cole, who will now be playing for for Coventry City. I don't know the uh, the the exact parameters of of the loan deal, but Joe Cole to Coventry City. Come on, you Sky Blues, bring back the glory days. So many great memories of Coventry City back in the uh, the mid to late '90s. So uh, hopefully, Joe Cole can rip it up and uh, get back into that that better than messy form that we we all know him for with Coventry City. All right. We talked about this in the opening, and, and I, I talked about this on Twitter a little bit, too. I wanted to do some top five lists today. I, I heard the Soccer God cast that you guys did, actually, with our good friend uh, Andres Cordero of, uh, of uh, BN Sports. There's a few others where you guys have brought up you know, favorite lists, and, and there was one uh, with, with Andres that was very musically inclined. There have been other ones, and I was like, man, let, let's do that. Let's bring Kevin Brown himself onto the show and compile some of these top five lists. And so I, I came up with a few to go with here, and maybe we'll do this again down the road. Maybe we'll get you back on sometime soon and do this again, because there's so many different ways that I could have gone with this. But I started with the U.S. men's national team, and, and I wanted to just do top five favorite 
U.S. men's national team players of all time. These can be in our lifetimes or before. We can go, we can go way back into the, the black and white photos of, of the 1950 World Cup. We can do whatever we want with this. And this is a favorite, just to clarify, before I get grilled the way I always do on social media, this is a favorite list. This is not the top five greatest U.S. men's national team players, according well, curry to either of us. Controversy, man. Don't, don't run from the controversy. All right, top five greatest U.S. men, top five greatest U.S. men's national team players of all time. I've got a uh, Tony Miola and Julian Green, one two. No, see why I have to, I have to specify these things. Top five favorite U.S. men's national team players. I'm going to shoot it to you, Kevin, to give me, give me a couple at the bottom of your list. All right. Well, conveniently for me, I wrote this exact same story in July, so I can now reference myself and see exactly what I said, so I can remain consistent. Because consistency, as a pseudo journalist, is very important to me. <laughs> uh, my number five all-time favorite U.S. men's national team player is Demarcus Beasley, for a very simple reason. Because anyone who follows me on Twitter knows this, I admire that man simply because he went to Scotland and got his own line of privately labeled diamond jewelry. And that is one of the greatest things that an American sport, soccer, anywhere has ever accomplished. For that, DeMarcus Beasley is in my top five and might possibly get a vote from me on a write-in ballot for the presidential election. Kevin, number four on your list. The number four greatest men's national team players of all time is Eddie Pope. Because that is the most terrifying man that ever set foot on the soccer field. <laughs> I've seen and met Eddie Pope in person, and that man scared the hell out of me. He doesn't smile. Like, he doesn't break that on-field character. It's amazing. He's just on fear factor alone, Eddie Pope, number four greatest American of all time. All right, I've got Eddie Pope, funny enough, as number five on my list. And listen to this 5-4 combination on my list right here, because you talk about big air, you talk about aerial prowess. All right, I've got Eddie Pope at five, and I've got Brian Ching at number four. I've got the Flying Hawaiian as oh my, my, uh, my, my number four on this list. So Pope and Ching coming 5-4 for yours truly. Beasley and Pope going 5-4 for Kevin Brown. Give me three and two, Kevin. First of all, let me say that Brian Ching is one of my least favorite soccer players of all time. <laughs> These are my top five least favorite American soccer players ever. Hey, San, but, San Jose Earthquakes, San Jose Earthquakes and, and Hawaii 5-0 love. We used, to, we used to sing for him in the old uh, Casbot Spartan Stadium. Ching cha ching 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 cha ching. So it's not even your fault. It's yeah, like and he'd warm up in front of us and geography. he'd dance to it and then he'd go out and he'd score a winner. <laughs> go three oh, and two. Man, I all right, my number three favorite American player of all time is Brian McBride because as much as I like to mock the American soccer identity of blood and guts and grit and other like ambiguous nonsense that we like to trumpet about our players, I get a lot of, I get an amusement kick out of it and nothing exemplifies American grit like Brian McBride. So for that, so for being the flag waver for that, Brian McBride, number three greatest American of all time. Numero dos, Kevin Brown. Number two greatest American of all time is none other than Clintopotamus W. Dempsey III, uh, American poet laureate, a cultural dynamo, nothing like, uh, like a, a man, a player, an athlete that America has never seen packaged, self-packaged and self-presented like Clint Dempsey.
Quinn Dempsey was a was a game changer. He is a game changer. Love that guy. Number two. And, and who knows? I want to I want to get to. We're gonna have to blast through these now, but I want to get to our our top five favorite uh, hip hop MCs. Who knows? Clint Dempsey could be like the only guy to show up on two lists uh, uh, here in the show. He might make the top five hip hop MCs list. I don't know. You, you've seen his freestyle videos. They're pretty impressive. Kevin, give me your number one top five favorite U.S. Men's National Team players. Number one for you. All right, this may sound like comedy, but I'll make it quick. But this may sound like comedy, but I mean this dead seriously. My favorite American player of all time is without a doubt Eddie Johnson, and it's not even this, the difference between the one and two is even close. Um, in a lot of the ways, when I talk about cultural stuff and what's missing from U.S. soccer, Eddie Johnson is kind of the the talisman for that. And I mean, just to say it straightforward, like. Eddie Johnson brought a cultural African Americanness to the way we talk about American soccer, and because of Eddie Johnson, a lot of the struggles, like a lot of the good and bad things that he said and done and had to deal with in America, and in American soccer, it made us have a lot of conversations that weren't very comfortable for a lot of people. And he's done that more and in a better and different way than anybody else. And because of that, I think Eddie Johnson. Is, is my favorite American player of all time. I remember when Eddie first came into the national team fold, scored a goal uh, in, I think it was in Columbus in a, a final game before the Hex uh, against Jamaica and then carried on that momentum into the next round, scored in the opening match against Trinidad and Tobago. That 05 Eddie Johnson 05 Eddie Johnson's one of the greatest strikers that's ever played for the U.S. men's national team. The career went sideways a few times, rebounded up, up and down for, for so long. But I, I can't help but think back to 2005 Eddie Johnson as one of the greatest U.S. performers for one calendar year that the national team has ever seen. All right, I got to shoot my 3-2-1 here. Again, this is my favorite list. Number three, Benny Failhaber for one goal alone, and that was the 2007 Gold Cup final at Soldier Field against Mexico. Benny Failhaber, maybe someday he'll get a chance to come back into the national side. I don't know. Maybe not as long as Jurgen Klinsmann is there. Number two for me is Brian McBride, and you talk about the, the blood and the guts. There's two images of Brian McBride that will always stand out. There is, of course, the 2006 World Cup game against Italy and the, the elbow from De Rossi that, that saw his face just blown up and that iconic image of him walking off, then going back out and playing. Then there's one from 2001 in the World Cup qualifier against Mexico, the, the giant eye, the, the bulging eye. And then he was actually taken out of that game. And who was put on in his place? One Josh Wolf, who went on to have one of the greatest individual games in U.S. World Cup qualifying history. So McBride, number two. And number one for me, we talk about our immigrant roots in this country and what we should embrace about ourselves as Americans. Precky. Numero uno, Precky. As my favorite all-time U.S. men's national team player. Honorable mention to Jim Brown. And you hear that name? Yeah, that's right. Jim Brown played for the U.S. men's national team. Not the Jim Brown that you out there might be thinking of. Jim Brown of the New York Giants. That's right. The New York soccer Giants. Jim Brown was the 21-year-old star forward on the 1930 United States World Cup squad. Shout out to Jim Brown. All right. I think we've only got time to get to one more of these. And I figured... I want to do top five favorite sports movies. Maybe we'll have to push that one to another show. Let's go top five favorite hip hop MCs. And you can just shoot through yours five, four, three, two, one, Kevin. All right. Well, this one we're going favorite instead of best again, right? Indeed. All right. So if I'm going favorite from five to one, I'll go Nas at five, Talib Quali four, Most Def number three, Jay Z two, and the surprise to no one, Kanye West is number one. 
That was, uh, apart from Kanye in Chicago, that was the most New York-centric top five favorite <laughs> MC list we could have. So that means, that, means I I have to ba- that means I have to balance this thing out sitting here in, in Los Angeles and being from the Bay Area. We'll go number five, I'll go Warren G. Number four, I'll go, uh, I'll go Doobie, a.k.a. Uh, Sugar Wolf from Vallejo, California. Number three, we'll go with Mac Dre. Number two, I'll sh- I'm surprised this one didn't make your, your New York-centric list. I got Big L at number two, and then we head back to the West Coast with DJ Quick uh, as, as my number one favorite of all time. So, we, again, to, to recap, Nas, Quali, Mostaf, Jay-Z, Kanye for Kevin Brown, Warren G, Doobie, Mac Dre, Big L, DJ Quick for yours truly, and on the U.S. Men's National Team players, if you're keeping track of this one, 54321 for yours truly, Eddie Pope, Brian Chingling, Ching, 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 Failhaber, Benny, number three, McBride, two, and Precky, as number one, and for the aforementioned Kevin Brown, Demarcus Beasley, Eddie Pope, McBride, Dempsey, and the Eddie Johnson at number one. We're going to have to push top five favorite sports movies to the next time that you're on the show. I cannot wait for that, Kevin. This has been a great pleasure having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Best of luck doing what you're doing with the soccer gods. Keep up the good work. Keep being different in this industry. Love what you guys are doing, and uh, definitely hope to uh, further the relationship with you guys. And again, you're welcome back anytime, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, just everybody check out what we're doing over at SoccerGods.com. Hit us at SoccerGods on Twitter, uh, at Fusion Soccer Gods on Facebook. We've got the dopeness. And, Kevin, how can folks get a hold of you in the Twitter sphere? I'm at Friendly Foe, Friendly F-A-U-X on Twitter. At Friendly Foe. That was Kevin Brown right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Taking a quick break, then taking the express train home. Little Fearless Friday forecast on the other side of the break. We're talking clop to the cop, or in this case, clop to White Hart Lane on Saturday. Jurgisio Clopatino. Let's see what Tottenham Liverpool is going to have. Let's see what's going down. Back after this. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help and your insurance may offer coverage. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800-521-3214. 
I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800-521-3214. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds. It's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229, Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. Yergisio Clopatino, that's who's managing that Liverpool-Tottenham match tomorrow should say Tottenham Liverpool match at White Hart Lane kicking off the Premier League weekend 4:45 a.m. for yours truly down here in Los Angeles and here you go the return of the fearless Friday forecast it's one game it's a one game only it's a matter of hours away it's the aforementioned clash between Tottenham and Liverpool in North London people are already heralding Jurgen Klopp as one of the greatest Liverpool managers of all time he hasn't even managed a single game yet. We'll finally get to see Jurgen Klopp on the touchline during a match, see him put together a lineup, see him go through all his gesticulations on the sideline, those big smiles of his. Oh, it's going to be glorious. And Liverpool are going to draw Tottenham 2-2. It's going to be a 2-2 draw at White Hart Lane. It's going to be a scintillating match. Great attacking soccer. Great, great, great stuff. Did I say great stuff? Pochettino and Klopp are managers that are good for the Premier League. And again, I see these teams battling to a draw tomorrow, two apiece in North London between Tottenham and Liverpool. For our guest today, Kevin Brown of the Soccer Gods, for the gaffer, Chris Harris, for the producer back in San Francisco, Scott Cuddy, and the great folks here at the Small House Studios in Hollywood, California. My name is Nate Abarea. Enjoy your soccer weekend. Talk to you Monday. Bye for now. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 